For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. It's a Sunday morning on 101 ESPN. That means it's time for Golf with Jay Delsing. And we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. I'm Dan McLaughlin. That's Jay Delsing. Great guest is coming up. The CEO of the PGA of America. And that's Seth Waz. So really looking forward to visiting with him. Hopefully he'll be very... Uh, well, let's just say generous with his time. And we have a lot of different things we can ask him about because of the world of golf, kind of a topsy-turvy time. But first of all, Jay, great to see you. Danny, good morning, and thanks for being with me. Yeah, I am so excited. Seth Waugh is um, just, besides being a great guy, he is an amazing get for the PG, for, for golf in general because he's dynamic. Danny, he thinks out of the box. And this guy is just a, he's a, he's just a stud human being. And for him to be running one of our major entities, huge deal for us, D. And he comes from Wall Street. So the business background, the acumen there is second to none. Danny, the first thing he did, just so you know, he, he, he used to run Deutsche Bank. Okay, so first thing they did when they got involved with golf was they decided to sponsor a tournament up in Boston. Okay, made sense. He made it a playoff event, and the benefactor he went straight to to the big big cat, Tiger Woods. Got Tiger Woods, and his foundation is a benefactor because that guaranteed Tiger would play every week. Hello, yeah, smart move. Yeah, good move, and. Great for the game. Yeah. I mean, just great for, great, great for all of us. So Seth Waugh will be our guest. Yeah. Also, we'll have our UHY Prep Profile Series. We've had a lot of response about this. We did yeah. one on the Visitation State Champions, and uh, it was an upset of sorts over St. Joseph's oh, hell this yeah. year. So that was a big deal and had the, the girls from the team on and coach uh, Julie was on. And so it was a lot of fun, and, and it gave exposure to a program and, and some of the kids that need exposure out there to, to recognize what they did. Uh, you had the chance, though, to sit down with a young man from the Ohio State, State University. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I, I want to thank Thanks, Steve Wedling and the folks at UHY, first of all, for, for supporting the game. They do such a great job in supporting the game, and they have done this from the junior golf level because they believe this is so important to get these kids, give them an avenue, give them some, um, some opportunities to play. So Max Moldvet is a great kid. He's a senior at Ohio State. He's I looked at, you know, did my, my prep for his uh, interview, and I was like, 
man, this kid is a stud. He was, in 2019, he was a Rolex AJGA Player of the Year. He was a Rolex Junior All-American. He won three championships as a junior golfer at the AJGA. And, you know, your kids are playing that. They're studs out there. Oh, yeah. They're from all over the country and some coming from all over the world. Yeah. So to win an event, the AJGA event, that's a big deal. Yeah. And and so UHY runs a tournament here locally, D. They also have their name in, I think, a tournament in Baltimore and several others. And they're they're just a great, great golf partner. And I love the fact that they're committed to the junior level. You know, Max is an, an ambassador for UHY now, so a little bit of NIL money for him, which is really super cool. And so, yeah, I mean, this Prep Profile Series is one of my favorite segments that we do. We run it once a month. And I want to thank UHY and Steve Wedling for, you know, supporting the, my, this our show and golf just in general. We have had the chance to visit with college coaches from various universities. It's interesting. You know, yeah, NIL money is talked a, a lot about, and rightfully so, football basketball but it's starting to trickle into the game of golf we know there's money in the game and now some of the top programs are able to keep their kids there because of the nil money i think it's great i think these kids deserve a chance to earn money so for me it's a good thing i I love it yeah there's no i mean there's no touching the basketball and the football players right especially football they're the big big dogs when it comes to revenue generating sport but Everybody, there's a lot of guys with a lot of money that love golf, man. And you see this young kid playing out of, at Ohio State. He's just a just a great human being and and tearing up records at Ohio State. You know, they had a guy a number of years ago that went to Ohio State that set a pretty high bar. And his, the old Golden Bear was pretty the old good. Golden Bear, and, and this guy's <laughs> taking down a lot of his records. Okay, so we have got Seth Waugh coming up. We also have the UHY Prep Profile Series. You mentioned the name of Tiger Woods. It was just a week ago that Tiger had an even par 72 for the four days, the Hero World Challenge, won by Scotty Scheffler at 20 under. But the key for me with Tiger Woods is that we were wondering, we said this, how is he going to come out of this health-wise? He looks pretty good. I agree. I agree. He he said, I think he said at one point, Danny, I heard all over. <laughs> you know, I heard all over, and I'm, I'm sure he does. But what's really important for him is to get four rounds of walking in, four rounds of comp. He said this a number of times. No matter what you do at home, it's not game time. And game time is game time, and you can't duplicate that. We try to tell people all along, go play a tournament. Tournament golf is a different animal. And until you do it, with all the crazy stuff that runs through your mind, all the time you have, all of the dealing with the, the negative, the mental, the all it is it's it's interesting. And so for me, him walking four rounds of golf D, crucially important. I think he came out of that pretty damn well i'm not in his skin not sure just i i think he's been pretty forthright with his answers but we could watch so he passed for me i don't know about you he passed the eye test oh for sure yeah the way that he walked and the fact that he competed and played well well i mean relatively speaking but he hadn't played competitive golf since the the masters and then at that time had surgery and then to go out and shoot even par I think that's a step in the right direction. That, my next, 19 birdies. Right. That's where I was going next. My next key point was how much speed did he have? Because when you start messing with your legs, you can get really, really tentative, and the first thing that'll go is your speed. Well, 
Doesn't have to worry about that. Stood up on the first hole, first tee shot. He hadn't hit a ball since he withdrew in the third round of Augusta in April and competition in pipe, sort of stripe show down the middle, 326. Longest drive of the day that day. He wound up finishing in the top five in distance, but he made a ton of birdies, meaning lots of offense, which is great. All the bogeys, his defense isn't very good. So yep. that means his short game and things like that, extremely rusty. His putting, we saw him, you know, not make some putts that were definitely, you know, Tiger's wheelhouse sort of thing. So I think he'll clean that up. 19 birdies, 15 bogeys, and a 72 even par for the four days. He'll turn 48 on December 30th. So we're getting closer to, you know, yep. PGA Tour champions. I know, and man. I, I, and, and so you're two years away, yep. and it would be just incredible to see him compete. I think he will compete on that. He'll probably have a select schedule that he wants to play in, but when he gets out there, watch out. When it I, could change I, oh, everything. It could change everything. And what I wonder, D, so think about this. So two more years on his body, it's obviously going to take some degree of toll. It just will. Let's say – it's manageable for him. I love running through this scenario because it may or may not be, but it's really fun to talk about. So he's still, if he's 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 keeping his hand in the game for sure because he's talking about playing one tournament a month this this calendar year. I bet he sneaks one one or two more in there. But let's just say he runs this thing for two years and he's figured this out. Now all of a sudden. He can go play on the Champions Tour. It's three rounds of golf, and it's a cart. What does that mean in terms of the, the what, what can he do for prepping less? The, you know, how, okay, does he still need to take an ice bath and do all? Of course he does. But does he have to do all of the other stuff? Because now he doesn't have to walk. It's a big deal. So when you watched over the weekend, shifting gears just a little bit, let's go to the guy that actually won it. Yeah. Scotty Scheffler, he goes to 20 under to win the event. Uh, it doesn't get talked about enough, but I've heard you mention it time and again. This is truly one of the great ball strikers in the game today. Yeah. It, his putting kind of had a, a rough year. You did. No doubt about it. And putting was what defined him in a lot of ways for a while. But now his ball striking, man, it's and it's kind of an odd swing when you're watching, but his feet are going everywhere. But, man, he strikes it. He does, and it, it's it's really amazing. I mean, um, when – when we when we look back at 2023, and Scotty's the number one player in the world, he had that run, Danny, where his ball striking was so good. We'd watch him miss six footers after six footers, three footers, three putting, all of this stuff, still never leaving the top five. He it was remarkable. Yeah. Typically speaking, they say on tour, you can never hit the ball good enough. Well. He proved that wrong. Absolutely. Because he just, he was dialed in. And for Kurt Byram to, to you know, to be able to talk about that. We were as, watching him on the Golf Channel yeah, do that. And, and talk about the, the, the level that Scotty brought his hitting game up to. And again, it is a little off-putting. When you watch his swing, and you're right, is he's got kind of loose lower body and that, that right trail leg kind of comes up and almost off and then, catches you know it's it's just odd but 
Man, alive. The results speak for themselves. Kurt Byron will be our guest, by the way. A little tease. He'll be part of our show next Sunday here on Golf with Jay Delsing. Okay, so we're going to have some emails coming up later in the show. We've got the UHY Prep Profile Series. Seth Waugh, the CEO of the PGA of America, will be our guest. We're going to tip our cap, and we're going to tip our cap to Norwood Hills because we were there, fireside chat on Thursday, presented by Darty Business Solutions. A lot of people were there, had a lot of fun, a little holiday cheer, but a chance to play or talk golf when we can't play when it's too cold, although we did play on Friday. You got a little bit warm. You get yeah, those days yeah, here yeah, in you, St. You Louis. Gotta see, you got to be flexible, man. And when we you, were flexible. When that thing goes, we got to get out there and get some hits in. But yeah. Tip our cap to Norwood. We're tipping our cap to Norwood Hills. A tip of the cap is brought to you by Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood and our buddy Colin Burnt. 314-966-0303. Colin and the team over there at Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood will take care of you and find any vehicle you want. Okay, so Norwood. D, I could make this tip of the cap 45 minutes long. You got to cut me off, man. <laughs> Norwood is so great. But the, one of the things, their staff and, and Smitty and Kyle and uh, – Tyler and Matt and and the list goes on. They're they're just great. They're out there. They they can't do enough for you. They love the game. They're 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 in there with a smile on their face and they do all they can do to make our experience great. From the range to the golf shop to you know to CC out you know driving around giving us iced teas and things like that when we need it. And it's it's just fantastic. But we were there on Thursday. Ron Doherty and his team uh, supported. This supports our show, supported this fireside golf chat because he's a community guy and he wants he, he wants to to learn and be more involved in golf and he wants to thank Norwood. He's a member a new member at Norwood and he's just trying to get involved in the entire golf society, so to speak, you know, and he does the APGA, which you and I are involved in, which is super, super cool. So at Norwood and Norwood Hosts in the venue for the Ascension Charity Classic for you and I going over there having as much fun for hopefully the kids, you know, one day get sure. to play over there and all that. So it's it's just fantastic. That's the tip of the cap. I know it was a ramble, but it's so near and dear to my heart, and it's such a great golf course. And I got to say, shout out to Mike Null, the superintendent, the greens over there, dude. Dude, I mean, how it's much the middle fun of winter, we... and he's got that thing rolling perfect. How about? I mean, he just does such a great job. So, thank you to uh, to Mike Knoll. Thank you to Dane, the staff, Smitty, all the guys over there. Stan Thompson is the president of Norwood. Thank you guys for all you do, and thank you to Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood and Colin. 314-966-0303. That's tipping our cap. That's tipping our cap is right. <laughs> Norwood Hills. All right, that's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and we're presented by Doherty Business Solutions, coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. And when we come back, it's a visit with Seth Waugh, the CEO of the PGA of America, here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Peter Jacobson, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, 
artificial intelligence and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, $55,000 to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. Get ready to watch the legends of golf up close when they compete at historic Norwood Hills Country Club right here in St. Louis. The Ascension Charity Classic will be back again with some of golf's greatest names. Steve Stricker, Padraig Harrington, John Daly, David Duvall, Bernard Longer, Justin Leonard, David Toms, and more will compete returning September 3rd through the 8th. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com for information. Are you driving an out-of-warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800-465-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Christmas is a time to make memories with the ones we love. Memories of sharing our favorite holiday traditions. Memories of spending time with family. But some kids won't have the memories of opening gifts around the tree. This Christmas, you can make a difference in the lives of Cardinal Glennon kids who won't be home for the holidays. Give your gift today at treeofhope.org and give hope to a child this Christmas. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. 
every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. This is Chris Nagel. And you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. We continue from the Car Shield Studios. We're presented by Darty Business Solutions, Jay Delsing, Dan McLaughlin. And what a pleasure this is. Seth Waz, CEO of the PGA of America, is our guest. And Seth, thanks for hopping on the show. We certainly appreciate it. Well, I'm glad to be here. And thanks uh, thanks for having me. And thanks for all you do all year. It's, uh, I've, I've listened and, and enjoyed. And, and I'm flattered to be, uh, to be asked to be on. So thank you. Seth, it's, it's awesome to get to chat with you a little bit. I've known you from back in the the, uh, the Deutsche Bank years and things like that, but tell us how you, I know you're such a lover of the game. Tell us how you got involved and in, in, in why you love golf so much. It's a long answer, Jay. I uh, hope, you, hope your viewers have comfortable seats. <laughs> um, now, it, like I, I grew up the youngest of five boys. My father was a teacher and a coach, and uh, I grew up playing, you know, all different sports, but he coached baseball and basketball and, and I played soccer, baseball and basketball through college and, and just love, you know, I was just, you know, I got beaten up by my brothers and tried to try to get, you know, on the, on the, on the court all the time. Um, and so, um, you know, I kind of came to golf late, uh, once my body started breaking down and I couldn't play anything else competitively, it, it, it sort of became, um, you know, the one thing I could do to compete in around, you know, kind of the age of 30. Uh, and then our oldest son was born and he was a little bit of a golf freak early. He broke a hundred when he was five and, you know, he played a lot of stuff, but, you know, just wanted to play. And so it became kind of, uh, a game that brought me to my family as opposed to something that took me away from it. Um, and, uh, I met my wife on the driving range. She's a really good player. Um, the kids all play. We have five of them. And, you know, so it's, it's been a, a huge part of our, my personal life. Uh, and I got to see our son who, you know, is, is now playing professionally in South Africa on the Sunshine Tour. But, you know, I caddied for him all through his junior times, um, you know, watched him at Wake Forest, uh, you know, caddied a few Q schools with him, you know, all sorts of things. Uh, and so I've sort of seen the game, uh, I guess, the you know, I'm a geological study of the game from – you know, sort of U.S. kids through through you know professional ranks, I guess, and, and through my my child's eyes. Um, so that's one part of it. And the other part, when I was at Deutsche Bank, I, you know, we were uh, trying to do something nobody had ever done, which was kind of bring a foreign bank into the you know, U.S. bulge bracket, uh, kind of a top five position. And we were doing really good things, um, but nobody really knew what we were doing, and so we were trying to figure out a way to brand ourselves to entertain our clients to spend time with our clients um, and just to do some good. And we, you know, kind of happened to come to golf. It, it's a little bit like 
you know, nobody watches opera on TV, right? So, <laughs> so we had to find something that was uh, kind of culturally, you know, and values aligned with us. Uh, and, you know, it became clear that that, that was going to be golf because of all the reasons we all love it. I'm sure that, you know, the only sport that calls cheating on itself or, you know, rules violations on yourself, the, you know, the lessons you learn, the values you learn, the time you spend with people, um, uh, you know, your family and friends and how you learn about people through the game. Uh, and so it just, it spoke to us and, and we started um, the Deutsche Bank Championship. Um, you know, figured out that Tiger had a foundation, and every every uh, uh, every uh, tour event had a charitable component. And so, it made sense to me that if if he was if the Woods Foundation was going to be the beneficiary, that he'd probably play every year. Um, so Steiny and I put together uh, a deal, and um, and you know started the Deutsche Bank Championship on Labor Day weekend, which was kind of a dead weekend, and. And, you know, the first year was great, um, but realized, you know, that there was a whole lot more potential and realized that if we were really going to do this and gain value for the, for the bank, how are we going to create a, you know, a return, an IRR, if you will, uh, for the bank? And the way to do that was to, um, to really throw myself into it and, and understand who the players were, who their caddies were, who, the, who their, their spouses were. Uh, get to know the media um, and, you know, really, um, you know, figure out it was the most expensive thing we did every year and, and how are we going to get our shareholders to return. Um, and so I became a golf guy, um, if you will, at, at that level, um, really as an, as an effort to, uh, to, again, you know, create a return. So uh, did that for you know a dozen years or so, and, and had a great experience, and that it became a FedEx Cup event. It it, uh, uh, it built on itself, and um, you know uh, you know I was kind of the, the host every year of of, uh, of it, and and in doing that again got to know a lot of the players well, and just a lot of the, the you know the golf bodies and everybody kind of around it. I got asked to uh, serve on the board. Uh, Pete Bacco asked me to come serve on the board of, of the PGA of America, which I was happy to do and flattered to do. I was kind of happily serving my term and about to roll off, and, and he got hired away by NBC Sports and got a call from the, the president of the PGA at the time, Paul Levy, who who, uh, who said, you know, Pete's leaving. And I said, I heard that. And he said, well, I said, but we're going to get great candidates. And he said, well, that's interesting because the board just mad and we think it's you. Um, and so I, uh, I took a big gulp. Um, I was working a, as a partner at a private equity firm at the time and happily, uh, happily so. Uh, and, um, but as I really thought about it, I realized, you know, this was um, uh, the biggest, you know, that I'd never have a chance to impact more lives, right? Um, I sort of feel like if you can, um, you know, if we can make 29,000 lives better of our members, they can in turn make millions of lives better through through the game. And, you know, what better, what what bigger privilege, what sort of better, you know, gift could I have than that? And so from my perspective, it's gone sort of full circle where, you know, my, my parents were teachers um, and, and you know, changed lives through uh, through their, their, you know, education. And um, and you know we're trying to do the same thing uh, in a different form through uh, through the PGA of America. So I'm uh, I'm honored to be doing it. It's the most fulfilling thing I've ever had. Um, 
game has given enormous amount to me uh, in uh, in so many ways, and and you know what a gift to me to have an opportunity to give back. Seth, it's just a massive get for us to have someone you know that like yourself that loves the game so much, and now you're running the PGA of America. One of the first things you did was move headquarters and and this new place in Frisco is spectacular. Tell us a little bit about the the idea behind that and 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 the vision. Yeah, so well thank you. I'm glad you're getting to see it. It's 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 pretty bizarre that um you know the, the other than the pyramids like the two buildings that people are talking about um are you know, the Apple headquarters and the PGA of America headquarters, right? <laughs> we would go figure that that would uh, be it. But it, it's, you know, not just our building, but it's it's the entire campus. So when I first came on, and actually it was, uh, I had been involved as a board member um, and really was, I think, the first person within the PGA as a board member to, 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 to see the property. And you could see immediately, you know, when you go to certain, uh, you know, land, you can just sort of see golf in that land. And, and this was one of those places with lots of elevation change and just really interesting terrain, very different than what most of Dallas looks like uh, or Dallas surrounding area. But we really did the uh, original RFP. We, we we were very happy in, in, in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida had been good to us. The area had been good to us. Obviously, it's a big golf area. <laughs> and we started a, an RFP because we'd outgrown our um, our our space but um you know you, you generally do an rfp to sort of get paid to stay right um where the, the local step up and the, the state steps up and um but we did you know what you would normally do which is check you know all the sort of golfy cities so charlotte atlanta phoenix uh dallas um uh some of the west coast uh, areas you know et cetera et cetera and we got great proposals from a lot of places um and you know florida did in fact step up and and you know they wanted us to stay uh but frisco jumped out and they jumped out for two reasons one as we all know texas is very very business friendly frisco particularly they're trying to build um but it was to a certain degree also their story uh their sports town usa they wanted you know they had every other major sport was represented in the town um and uh and you know they they wanted they they wanted golf it doesn't mean that there wasn't golf courses but there wasn't a golf entity there there aren't that many of us so and and they don't move very often and so we were a unique opportunity for them um and they also had 650 acres which they were willing to offer you know as as uh you know a and it no longer became a building it became a destination um, and so, you know, that was hugely appealing. The problem was that, you know, we needed a financial player to come in and, and, uh, uh, and make it a reality, um, cause it was really a dream where you could build a couple golf courses and, you know, et cetera. Uh, and we found, and, um, I developed a very close relationship with the, the rolling family who are the, um, you know, the family that owns and controls the Omni group. Uh, their local Dallas family, wonderful people um, with a big vision. And for them, it was sort of a local opportunity to leave a legacy, but also uh, to plant a real flag in the in the ground for their golf properties. They have a number of them, but they weren't really known for golf. They were known for you know, hotels and hospitality. Uh, and now, you know, this was a chance to kind of create 
you know, a, a, a pebble, a, a Pinehurst, a, a sawgrass kind of destination. Uh, and so, you know, they put in $600 million to build, um, build the campus. Um, so, you know, if you think about it, Frisco uh, offered incentives, but also, you know, 650 acres. We offered the brand, um, and uh, and 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 Omni offered the you know the checkbook, uh, and that combination uh, was is incredibly uh, powerful, uh, and in doing so, we kind of created ocean fund property in the middle of you know in the middle of a desert in, in Dallas, uh, and um, and created you know billions of dollars of, of value as as a result of that. So we built our building, um, and we're really proud of it. Um, and, but you know, we've got a Gill Hands and a and a Bo Welling uh, design golf courses. We've got a lighted part three. We've got the maybe the largest putting green in in the world. Um, and then every way you can consume golf is around the campus. And you go there on a Friday night, and and there's you know. There's an ice cream store and there's families running around on the golf, on the, on the putting green. There's people playing the part three. You've got either Buzz Lightyear or, you know, the Ryder Cup on the big screen. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's a top golf experience. There's, there's, uh, you know, driving races. It's just, you know, it's, it's the town square for golf, right? It, it's, uh, it's just a really cool, um, facility. And Omni, you know, didn't spare a penny and, and built an amazing resort uh, with, you know, all every amenity you, you can imagine. And it's just really cool. Um, so everybody that's come has been absolutely blown away. Um, we ran our seniors there, our senior event there was in May. We had our junior league uh, national championship and um in uh in october and so you had you know nbc was there and blown away cbs spent some time over there there for the byron and uh and espn came through who does our community um and every one of them was just you know absolutely blown away by it so uh actually jay i think one of your buddies uh brad faxon was there yesterday and it was absolutely you know gobsmacked by the whole place so it's um it's it's cool and everybody ought to come see it and you know we think we've really tried to build our home you know you're, you're, the PGA of America is you know golf is kind of other than for us junkies it's hard to understand all the entities in it right um, but but PGA of America you know obviously we own the Ryder Cup and or half the Ryder Cup and and own the PGA Championship so we're, we're playing at the highest level and. And, you know, that's kind of what you see on TV. Uh, but what we do every day is, is, uh, is grow the game. And, you know, and, uh, we're our 29,000 on the front line. They're, they're the people that see it and, and understand the game at a, at a different level than everybody else. Um, and so we think that, you know, we should be the most informed, uh, the most balanced, the, the most kind of, you know, forward thinking. And it, you know, entity within the game because, you know, because of our boots on the ground. And, and we now have a home that represents that for that 29,000. We've spent a lot of time making sure that the building itself, um, you know, celebrates our history, celebrates our professionals, kind of what they do, um, tells the story. Um, and we're getting thousands of visitors, you know, some of them are members, some of them are just people that want to check it out. Um, kind of all the time, um, yeah, which is not something we, we necessarily expected, but we, but we welcome. So, 
it's a it's a cool place. I, I talked about it being you know the Silicon Valley of golf, and because I think it should it, it will end up being kind of a commercial epicenter of the game, and uh, as well as the destination. Seth Wise, our guest, the CEO of the PGA of America. There's a lot more to come. We want to visit with what you're doing on the local level. We'll do that when we come back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. This is Jay Delsing coming to you from the Car Shields Golf Studios. I hope you'll join me Sunday mornings from 8 to 10 for Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions. That's Golf with Jay Delsing every Sunday morning on 101 ESPN. Hey, St. Louis. Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. Do you remember the golden rule? I'm sure you do, but just in case it goes like this. Treat people the way that you'd like to be treated. At People's National Bank, that one statement is the cornerstone of what this bank is all about. Locally owned with 23 locations in Southern Illinois and the metropolitan St. Louis area, People's National Bank parlays a robust menu of commercial or personal banking services you could possibly need with a friendly yet hardworking Midwestern attitude. Maybe you just want to do business with a bank whose entire team lives in the same neighborhoods as we do. If you're like me and doing business with someone you trust is important to you, then People's National Bank is the bank for you. Jason Rantham, local president, is here for you to call and he'll answer any questions you may have. His personal cell is 314-974-2243. You can also find us online at peoplesnationalbank.com. People's National Bank is here for all of your banking needs. Hi, this is Adam Best from Family Golf and Learning Center. At FGLC here in Kirkwood, we feature a double-decker driving range, two large grass tees with Tahoma Bermuda grass. You want to work on your short game? We have a short game area too, which features a 20,000 square foot green, three bunkers, and zoysia surrounds. Also at Family Golf and Learning Center, don't forget about our nine-hole par three course, the indoor trackman simulators, and our performance center. If you're looking for the best golf instruction, regardless of skill, we can help. Find out more at FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Okay, so you know Marcone is the largest distributor of GE parts in North America. Check. You know about their support for backstoppers, first responders, and our men and women in the military. Check that also. Well, here's their latest community venture. It's called Rees Across America. This year, Marcone will place 1,000 Christmas wreaths on the gravesites of our fallen military heroes in 10 different cemeteries around the country. From Dallas to Delaware, Western New York to Houston, New Jersey to right here at Jefferson Barracks. Each of these locations and more will have wreaths delivered and respectfully placed on a gravesite. Remember the fallen, honor those who serve, and teach the next generation the value of freedom. That's the mission of the Rees Across America program. So join the Golf with Jay Delsing show and Marcone and sponsor a wreath, volunteer, or partner with us to support our military. Saturday, December 16th is National Rees Across America Day. So get involved. That's Marcone and Rees Across America. 
Paul Lazinger, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delphi. Powers Insurance and Risk Management is a family-owned local business that's been helping our community for over 200 years. In the always confusing world of insurance, Powers Insurance provides clarity, exceptional service, and the latest in cutting-edge products to deliver the highest quality in property and casualty coverage, as well as strategic planning consultation services. Powers Insurance and Risk Management will partner with you. That's right, partner with you to customize the right coverage for you and your family. Tim Davis, the Chief Operations Officer, will personally sit down and talk you through the ins and outs of your policies. They are experts at helping you control your workplace expenses and helping to guarantee the safety of you and your employees and their needs. You can visit them at powersinsurance.com. That's powersinsurance.com for all of your insurance needs. The CEO of the PGA of America is our guest, and you mentioned the thousands of members with the PGA of America. How do you stay in the loop with them? Because the average golf fan knows about the Ryder Cup, or they know about the majors, or they know about the professional events that you're affiliated with. But how do you stay in the in the weeds, so to speak, with those that are trying to make the game so great on a local level? Yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a great question, and it's a it's a huge challenge. Um, because it is 29,000. And so uh, I return every call, I return every email. Um, I, you know, spend 60, 70% of my, my life on the road, um, trying to get out there and see uh, what's going on. Um, I, I try to, if I ever walk on a facility, I, I make sure to go in the shop and, and kind of try to chat up, not just the head professional, but, but the assistants and try and figure out what's, what's going on there. You know, our headquarters, our new headquarters has made it a little easier because we, we get a lot of more traffic um, through there. There wasn't a lot of reason to visit our old building, um, uh, but now we we educate, you know, all of our, our level two and our level three folks come through there. So I get to, you know, speak to the classes and, and just see them in the hallway. Um, and, you know, we have a, a wonderful board of, of you know, 22 uh, professionals, uh, well, 2019 there's three outside directors um and we meet you know frequently as you can imagine um to uh to discuss things so i I get their perspective and how they think about it um and i you know i just work really hard to try and understand you know what people are thinking It, it isn't you know when i speak it isn't um it isn't you know seth law's opinion it's it's hopefully the opinion of the 29,000. um that I'm trying to represent. Uh, and obviously when you have a group of that size, you're going to have uh, a lot of different, um, uh, you know, perspectives and, and views and on whatever issue, whether that's the distance, you know, now or, or whatever. And, and you try to figure out, um, what, what the uh, majority is and, and, and try to represent it, but be, uh, but also be very cognizant of, of the minority and, and trying to thread the needle all the time. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it, I'll never have the answer, but I'm searching for it every day, I guess is the, uh, is what it is. And we, 
we do lots of town halls. We just came off our annual meeting where you see, you know, our, our delegates are all there and you, you, you go to every meeting and listen to everybody and again, walk the halls and, and, um, and, uh, and work the mahogany at night. And, you know, you, um, do your best to, to, uh, to, to get the pulse of what everybody's kind of thinking. Seth is, it's really cool. You guys have just gone through a new branding, <clears throat> excuse me, with, um, a new logo that I think was released right around the Ryder Cup time. And there's so much going on. Um, I know that you brought um, uh, a new uh, asset to the to the members with some retirement benefits and, and, and things like that. But from a local level here, it, just in St. Louis, we had a record number of associates join um, the PGA of America and th- just what with what's happened with the pandemic and I, I mean it's just kind of a, a a crazy time for the game with there's drama there's growth there's all sorts of stuff happening yeah it's uh it's uh you know I think what you're saying is that the crisis follows me around <laughs> <laughs> um but it, you know, look, it, I've always viewed change and disruption and frankly, crisis as opportunity as much as challenge. Um, and, you know, to, to go back to the pandemic, um, you know, and, and we all now know that obviously that, that uh, you know, COVID was, was very good for golf. Uh, that wasn't clear in the beginning, right? When every course on earth was shot and we were all hiding under our beds. And I kind of woke up one night and said, you know, and we have five kids and they all kind of retreated from school and New York and, and came home. And we had two um, kind of refugees who are uh, a niece and a goddaughter. So we had nine people in our house. And, um, and, you know, we were a week away from being reality TV. Right? Like everybody's <laughs> working and we're finding a nook to work in and, you know, whatever. And so, you know, we sort of had to have some rules and, okay, odd, you know, we had an odd and even team that would clean up on a variety of day. We had, you know, theme nights and, um, and, you know, all the things that a lot of other people did, um, whether it was game night or movie night or, you know, sort of somebody responsible for a, a theme dinner. Um, and then about, you know, three or four weeks into it, I realized like everybody needed to kind of get outside and get outside of themselves. And, and realized, you know, that it was a golf course, you know, sitting not too far away. And, um, and, you know, it was 200 acres that was being unused. I said, like, you know, if, if we went out there and carry our own bag, um, like what could be safer? And so I actually called our, we had a medical advisor who had worked in the Clinton White House, who's a good guy and not a golfer. And I said, am I crazy? Or like, does this make sense? And he goes, that makes total sense. It's like, you know, there's a there's a you know sort of mental and a physical aspect of it that everybody kind of needs and he put us in touch with with fauci and we had a conversation with him and he goes like god that's really interesting and they put us in front charge you know in touch with the cdc and the cdc said you know no other sports come to us like that's a really interesting idea so we formed with them what we called back to golf which was a um you know a stepped in process of you know don't touch the pins don't talk to anybody else carry your own bag and then you know when once we reach level two you can get carts and then you know the halfway house opens and whatever and you know so longer the way of saying and then and then at the same time you know jay monahan was 
um, was talking about putting golf back on on television in you know May when everybody else was thinking you know we're shut down for the rest of our lives. Um, and so that combination of and he turned you know it ended up being June, but he pulled it off right, and you know, they pulled it off and. Um, and then we had Harding Park, you know, which is the first thing that mattered since the Super Bowl, you know, which was a fanless uh, major in, in you know, August. And so we were the first sport to come back and, um, you know, in participation, but also on television when people needed it most. And I, I think that really fueled a lot of what we're doing. Everything that was sort of negative about golf, which was it takes too much time. Um, you know, you, you only see a few people, you know, all those sort of things became these huge positives. Um, and so, you know, I think that's just illustrative of, you know, what, what we're trying to do. Um, you know, you mentioned the, uh, the, uh, so, you know, did we create the booming golf? Uh, you know, I don't want to take credit for it, but I, I think we put our thumb on the scale, right. In terms of how it, it, it looks, um, I think how we're growing it is, is also, um, you know, very different, you know, the, the demographics of, of who's playing the game. It's, you know, the, the fastest growing cohorts are females and, you know, people of color, right? And that was very intentional on our part of, of saying, you know, if we're going to grow this game, last time I checked, half the world is female and, and the next census is going to be half of the U.S. will be of, of color. Like if we're not growing in those cohorts, um, first of all, it's the right thing to do. But secondly, you know, we don't have much of a growth story if we're missing out half and half again. And so we rallied the industry around make golf your thing. It's the first time the industry's ever kind of, you know, done something collectively to to grow the game and grow it in the way we have. And again, it's it's all little um, sound bites of, of things that add up to, you know, sort of what's happening. We, you know, the, the, the deferred comp plan, which you're nice enough to mention, was something we hadn't figured, they hadn't been able to figure out in 100 years. And, and um, it's kind of, you know, there was a great example in, the, in our industry, which is the tour you know, deferred comp plan. And um, I went and met with Jay and his team and kind of understood how that worked and then figured out how to apply it to our, our professionals. And, um and it was sitting in, you know, in broad daylight, but but no one had ever, you know, figured out how to do it. And, and so proud of that. Um, another problem we had was once we created all this new demand for the game, we had a supply problem um, because we didn't have enough professionals to, you know, to to service everything that was going on. And, and the ones that were working in the industry, um, lives were deteriorating because they're working 24-7 and, and you know couldn't keep up with the you know the conveyor belt of of uh, of, of play, um, and so we said okay if you know we got to we got to help solve that, and we started talking about both quality of life uh, as well as the opportunity in the game. You know it's a it's a hundred billion dollar business. There's over two million jobs, um, and and so you know we went out and actively for the first time recruited, and we recruited at the high school level. We recruited at at the, you know, at high school golf tournaments, at college golf tournaments, um, in a variety of other ways. And as you say, Jay, it's not just um, in St. Louis that this is happening or in the Gateway. It, it's across the country. We have a record number of associates. Um, our PGM programs, which are in the university, are are uh, we're struggling, and a lot of them, you know, were, were basically you know close to going out of business. 
we went and talked to him and said, okay, how can we, you know, how can we help boost you up? Because we think these are the right, you know, the right structure, um, but, but we're not, you know, attracting the kids in the right way. So we helped them recruit. We've, we've reinvested in, you know, marketing and, and a number of ways to do that. So the good news is that, you know, the supply, the, the supply on the, on the, uh, the front end is, is, is built back up. We're not there, you know, we're not, given up we're going to keep doing it um but you know you, you, you know problems are opportunities and and we've kind of looked at uh, i'm a big believer that everything you know has a solution as long as you have um you know the, if, as long as you compete on excellence and and um and you know believe in in uh in being able to to, to get to the solution um there, there's always a solution Seth Waugh, CEO of the PGA of America, our guest, and you mentioned how you can have solutions, and sometimes when things go awry, that's the best time to when you can turn things around. So it leads me to live, and I know you've been asked about this a million times, so I'll ask a, a question maybe in a different manner. Is there something that you've picked up from live that could be applicable to what you're doing with the uh, the PGA of America? Are there some things that you like out of that that you say, you know what, that's a good idea. Maybe that should be implemented in what we're doing. That could work for us. Yeah, it's a it's a great question and it's a great way to frame it. I I have um, for better or worse, I've lived in a you know my life, my professional life has lived in a world of disruption. Right, um, it's kind of what Wall Street is. Is is you have a good idea today, somebody's going to copy it tomorrow, and and you need to come up with the next big idea in order to sort of continue to to go. And if you if you don't disrupt, um, you know, you're going to get run over. And so um, I, I'm a big believer in disruption. I think, um, you know, when I came into the uh, PGA, I felt like it was a little bit of it's our parents' organization kind of protecting our parents' game as opposed to thinking about how to um, how to create the game for our kids and, their, and our kids' kids, right? And, um, and so I've tried to, you know, inject that sort of, lot of innovation uh and disruption and in into kind of how you know we think about it and and obviously that's what live has done they've looked at a in an industry that frankly was probably a little fat and happy um and I, I, that's not a finger at the at the tour it's um, a finger pointed at the tour it's more you know the entire industry um and probably a little complacent and um, and, uh, so I, I think, you know, they've made us all better by, um, by, you know, creating this, um, kind of hostile takeover kind of mentality a little bit. Right. Um, and, uh, and so sort of looking at our, our own businesses and, and figuring out how to, how to make them better. I think, you know, the, the biggest problem I've always had with, with live um and i don't mean you know live as as an entity but as a concept is that i think when you disrupt you need to have one or hopefully two things one is a better product um and second is and or uh better pricing and they really have had neither right i i, I don't think it's a better product um there might be some aspects of the team side of things that that make sense but i i, I think the you know, the consumer has sort of voted on that in terms of, um, you know, viewership. Uh, and, and I, you know, they, they, they don't, um, they don't really have a business model yet. Right. Um, and, and I've talked about it being 
kind of unsustainable as a result of that um, because I just don't I don't see where the revenues come from I don't see where the sponsorship comes from um, I, you know the, the team ownership aspect is something I I could buy into at some point if you can get momentum on you know people actually caring about the teams um, but I but I haven't seen that yet um, so longer the way of saying I, I uh, I'm glad they're talking. Um, I think peace is always better than war, um, and I think uh, I think the game is much better, you know, united. Um, and uh, and uh, I'm hopeful that something's going to happen there because uh, because I think both sides kind of need the deal, um, and the game frankly needs the deal. Um, you know, we've now all been forced to sort of spend money that you know we kind of didn't have, and have had it had to spend it um, not because somebody else had um, a better idea or a better product, but because they were you know willing to throw a lot of money at something. And um, and again, I just I, I always thought that um, again disruption is a good thing, but but it has to be sustainable disruption because of you know a better idea, better better pricing, better something. And and I frankly haven't seen that. Um, uh, in the actual product, but but again, I, I do think that they've, they've made us better by forcing us to look internally on how we can do things better, more efficiently. Um, and I think we can learn from not just live, but you know, I I uh, we just signed up um, T-Mobile as as a major partner for us, which we're really excited about. And I was lucky enough to get invited to go out to the F1 in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago to meet with their CEO and, and a member of their senior folks and. Some of their other partners and i'd never been to f1 you know i became an expert by watching drive to survive you know three or four episodes <laughs> um and my my kids you know uh, care about it so i had a, a you know a little bit of knowledge and you know there's just so much to learn from from other sports and and what they've done to really transform that sport in a very short period of time a lot of things i really liked about what they're doing some of the things i wasn't crazy about but I think, you know, that's that's what you you do, right? As you look at, I always felt like, um, you know, you have to look across. You, there's two ways to disrupt. One is to go really deep into something, and one is to go horizontally um, and, and learn from other examples and then apply those to the vertical that you're, you know, you're responsible for. Um, and I think... There's things to learn, you know, from within the game that we can do better, but there's a lot of things that we can learn outside of the game from what other sports and what other entities are doing um, that can that can make us better, you know, every day. And that that's what we challenge ourselves to do all the time. Seth, I feel like Greg Norman likes to disrupt for disruption's sake, and uh, and when you care so deeply about the game like I do, and and so many of my my friends that played for so long do, and you're not part of the conversations, you know, you just sit there wondering and you start kicking the can and you go through all sorts of machinations about what the hell is actually going on. But I wanted to ask you, did, do you believe that the tour and, and Jay, maybe Jay specifically were caught off guard by the fact that they could actually bring in investors until the Saudis, because it's, it seems odd to me the way the whole thing has rolled around. Like there's got to be PE money all over the place that would love to jump in, you know, in bed and support golf. Um, but prior to the PIF, I don't know if that was ever even an, an idea. 
Yeah, and I don't. I, I think it's a great question. I think the you know at the end of the day, um, it it wasn't you know it wasn't needed. Um, if you'd had outside money, what would you have spent it on? Um, um, you, you know, I think was the view, and was that a was that a you know miss um, a misguided view or or not? I, I think we got to see what the structure ultimately looks like and, and what they do, you know, ultimately invest in, right? Um, from the player's perspective, obviously getting paid more money is is important to them and and um, and that's good. But if you're just in, in you know investing again back to my sustainable point, if if you're just, you know, taking money to to give it to the players, have you really transformed your business? Um, you know, and that's that's what uh, you know, needs to happen. How can you, how can this capital be invested in a way that creates additional value? Um, and by the way, has to create additional value, not just for the players, but for the investors now, right? Um, so if you're bringing in private equity money, you know, they're going to need a return um, and they deserve a return uh, and they'll expect a return and, and, and potentially expect an exit at some point, right? Um, and, and that's a different dynamic than than having a non-for-profit that is that is uh, built exclusively for the players. I mean, the players own the tour, right? I mean, that's the whole reason it exists is for the tour. That's what Jack and Arnie did. That's what PGA of America is. Um, and I never lose sight of that. I'm I'm a fiduciary for um, you know my job is to run a potential institution um, that is. You know, be better. You know, when you know, better than I found it when I leave it, and um, and that it's going to exist for another hundred years. Uh, and the tour, you know, for the benefit of the member and and the game in our case. And the tour is the same thing. Um, so, you know, bringing in money is sounds like a you know a good idea, but that that money also has to add value, and there has to be. Um, you know, you know, uh, t- acquisitions or targets or, or you know, in, capital invested in growth in a way that the game gets bigger, that the, that the, it attracts more sponsorship dollars, um, and um, you know, makes enriches the players, right, um, and and the investors. So, I, I, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think they had their head in the sand, and certainly, you know, sports has become, you know, a huge um, playground, if you will, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but has become a huge, you know, focus of private equity, where where private equity really didn't focus on sports. Um, I'll call it five years ago. Uh, there's been an enormous amount of, of impact that they've had, uh, you know, you know, in every sport. And so to assume that it wouldn't have the same some impact in golf, I think, is naive. Um, so I, I don't know if that answers your question. I think I think it's a little bit of TBD that um, you know what does this look like, and and then what what you know value is created um, from the the money that comes into the game. And I think the money that is is looking at the game as saying like, you know, this game is kind of ripe for disruption because it, it hasn't been disrupted and therefore there must be an ability to, uh, to add value here um, in the same way that it's happened in other sports. Seth Waugh, the CEO of the PGA of America has been incredible with his time. And I have one final question. 
we're all excited that Tiger is coming back, and he's he said, I'm going to play a limited schedule. What does that do? And Seth Waugh hears that, or some of the folks that you rub elbows with at the higher end of golf, and they say, oh, Tiger's coming back. I know what it means as a fan. I know what the casual fan thinks, but from your perspective, your seat in the game of golf, what does that mean? Ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, you know, obviously you only get, you know, in our lifetime, I hope I'm wrong, but you, you probably don't, well, you know, I guess I could say we had Jack, we had Arnie in my lifetime too, but, you know, he's a generational guy, right? And um, and he moves the needle in ways that nobody ever can. He's got, obviously, his ability, but it's it's the it um, that he has. Um that you know, and it transcends golf, right? It's 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 bigger than he's much bigger than golf, um, but he makes us better. Um, you know, he's amazing, right? Like you know, who would have thought he'd come back to win Augusta? You know, four years ago, and and um, and so when people say, "Do you think he can win again?" I go, "Absolutely." Like, what? you know, like, how could you ever doubt it? Um, that, and that doesn't mean he's going to win, but do I think he could? I, you know, absolutely. Um, I think he's much more, you know, I've been lucky enough to know him because for 25 years now, I guess, because of our, um, you know, back to we talked about first, the Deutsche Bank Championship. And, um, you know, he's so much more introspective than he was. He's so much more kind of patient. Um, he's He's thinking about, you know, his legacy in the game. I think it's wonderful to have him in that room at the, at the tour policy board because he does have that wisdom of, of uh, you know, he's, he's always been an old soul, but now he's, you know, he's, he's had, you know, so much time to, to think about it and to reflect on it. Um, and, you know, he, he really thinks about the game and the history of it. He has, I hope he can bridge that into this next generation to a certain degree. So, and you know, what a treat for all of us to, to, to get to watch it. Right. Um, kind of, you know, leave him alone a lot, but having, you know, enough conversation with him to say that, you know, he was after this last operation, he was excited because, you know, the pain was going away and it was really getting better um, as opposed to, um, you know, last spring when it was, he was sort of pretending that, that it was getting better, but knew that it fundamentally, you know, wasn't. And, you know, everybody knows their body better than anybody else does, but he knows his body better than, than maybe anybody on earth, given everything he's had to repair and how he, how he's always, you know, kind of um, thought about everything. So it's really cool. Um, you know, I'm glad for, I'm glad for all of us. I'm glad for my kids and, you know, they'll get the, another bite at the apple and, um, you know, and, and selfishly, you know, uh, Valhalla, you know, is, looks a lot more interesting immediately. Um, if, if, you know, he can play in it, right. It's just, it, there's no question about it. Seth, I was wondering what you had, what you had in mind, uh, what your thoughts were about the, the golf ball, the rollback and things like that. We've been, talking about this subject in the game of golf for man multiple years and I'm I'm really curious as to see what this looks like you know is there going to be a ball for the tour player is there going to be a professional ball and what that does from a business standpoint there's just a lot to unpack there too yeah I um you know we've been you know obviously as I said before like 
we're um, we're in it every day, right? So we think about the game kind of at every level. Um, you know, man, woman, and child, and you know, we have our KPMG, which is our women's events. So we've played the women's game at the highest level, and obviously the Ryder Cup and the PGA Championship, but but also you know, junior league and. And I, we're at this point where, you know, we've we've grown the game in an extraordinary way. Um, and by we, I mean all of us. I don't mean you know, PGA of America. Um, and we, for the first time ever, golf is cool. Um, you know, 48% of all, um, 48% of all golfers, um, both um, on and off course, are now under the age of 35, which wow. might be the coolest statistic in the game. That's right? incredible. I mean, I think so five years ago, I would have guessed, you know, 75% was over 50. Um, and that's what's happened in the last, you know, five years. For the first time ever, golf is cool. We're growing it in ways that are extraordinary. There's so many more ways to consume it, right? You've got, you know, you've got par threes, you've got top golf, you've got, you know, put, you know puttery and pop stroke and, and, you know, and, uh, simulators and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so like the thought of disrupting that now and saying like, Hey, glad you're all coming to the game, but you know, we're going to make it, you know, harder and less fun for, for everybody. <laughs> like, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, you know, it's like shooting ourselves in the, in the foot, right. Or maybe the head. And, uh, and so on that level, um, I, you know, we're not for disrupting the, the recreational game. On the other hand, you know, we don't, um, we don't, uh, we think bifurcation is, 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 uh, a really slippery slope. Um, we think it's very fundamental, the game that you can test yourself and like, you know, my son hits it, whatever, three. 25 or 340 or whatever heck he hits it like I, I gave up on that a long time ago right um and that's what bifurcation is is sort of tease right um and and so um i but being able to test yourself against that or, or measure yourself and say you know uh, you know he's hitting a seven iron 200 yards and mine goes you know 145 like, um, you know, that, I think that's kind of fundamental. I also think that, or we think I should say that, um, if we had to bifurcate the job of policing, that is going to go to our 29,000. And how do you, um, you know, how do you, you know, you're going to have two separate ball, you know, sets of balls on the, on driving ranges. Um, what's an elite, uh, competition is a junior club championship where they're hitting it farther than the, then the regular club championship is that elite, and therefore they have to go to that ball. When do you when do you do that? Um, what happens if somebody plays you know the elite ball all year to you know boost their handicap, and then in a member guest plays the regular ball? Like you know, there's there's just too much um, confusion in there, uh, in our view, to to you know have bifurcation. So we're very hopeful that they've kind of gotten off of that um, and. I would also say, like that, that they have run a really good process. Um, you know, you wouldn't set up golf the way it's set up, where you'd have, you know, separate governing bodies and one in the U.S. and one internationally, and you know, PGA of America and PGA Tour. Like this alphabet soup is pretty confusing to you know uh, even those that understand golf. Um, and and so they're in a hard position where you know they're trying to protect the game, you know, for the next 50 years and. 
totally respect that. They've been very collaborative, um, very transparent with all of us. Um, and, um, and so we appreciate that. Um, we're hopeful that uh, whatever change they make, uh, A, is uh, provided enough time uh, to implement for, you know, for the game, but also for the equipment companies, uh, especially and that, um, that they moderate, um, you know, how far they, uh, want to kind of roll the ball back, if you will. Um, that, you know, 127 was sort of an, uh, to a certain degree in our view, arbitrary number that was picked. Um, and, you know, if, if it's something, you know, significantly less than that, um, between the 120 and the 127, then, you know, I think a little minor disruption over a long period of time probably isn't a big deal. And I think the, the industry has spoken and, and, uh, and we can all sort of live with that. Um, and, um, you know, I probably wouldn't do anything, but if long as it's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's thoughtful and, and moderate, um, you know, it, it, uh, I think we've come to, you know, thread the needle in a way that protects the game for the long run, but, but also doesn't disrupt it in the short run and, and ruin the momentum that is so precious and something we've been working for, for the, in the history of the game. Like we've never, we've never had this kind of a, you know, momentum. Seth, thank you so much for your time. And this, uh, man, I could talk to you for hours and hours. We are so proud of Nathan Carnes here in St. Louis. He is um, our, our national secretary working with you. And um, um, it, we have never had a representative from the gateway section be on the national board and we couldn't have a better guy. I mean, he's just terrific and we're excited to, to watch and, and get to see him interact more with you. Well, I'm excited to work with him. He, uh, he's, um, and I say he's a breath of fresh air, not because we, you know, we didn't have, haven't had, you know, great other folks doing this, but he's, he's so balanced. He's so thoughtful. Um, he is, uh, you know, calm in a storm, uh, and, um, always has a very thoughtful, um, you know, measured kind of response to things. Uh, and I, I just love working with him and he's got a beautiful family and, uh, you know, we like you kind of corn fed mid Midwestern types, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he is, uh, he's a beautiful guy and I'm very lucky to have him as a partner. Seth, thank you so much for your time. This has been great insight. We know you're busy and you've been uh, very, very generous with your time. So thank you so much for joining us. Great being with you all. Thanks. Uh, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Much appreciated. That's Seth Wah, the CEO of the PGA of America. Coming up, it's the UHY Prep Profile, our series on young athletes in the game of golf. And also, we're going to take some emails as well, jay at jdelsingolf.com. We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios. Golf with Jay Delsing is presented by Darty Business Solutions. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc., can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at ssmphysicaltherapy.com. Your therapy, 
our passion. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's. From greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family, Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. Hey, this is Jay Delsing, and we golfers are always looking for ways to improve our games. For me, That means I want the very best and the very latest in equipment and in technology. The place for me is Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood. Tom DeGrand opened Pro-Am Golf Center in 1975, and ever since then, he and his family have provided St. Louis with the finest in golf equipment, instruction, and the latest in the ever-changing world of golf technology. Whether you are a scratch golfer looking to find the latest in range finders or a newcomer looking to find your first set of clubs, Pro-Am Golf has just what you're looking for. You say you're looking to get yourself custom fitted for a new set of clubs, you need to call TJ. He has fit me personally and he is the best in town. If you mention my name, CJ will take 50% off the already low fitting price. So if you need anything from golf balls to a new pair of shoes or a lesson from Tom, who by the way, has been helping St. Louisans play better golf for over 45 years, Pro-Am Golf in Brentwood is the place for you. You can also visit them at ProAmUSA.com. That's Pro-Am Golf. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. To connect with Jay, log on to JDelsingGolf.com. You'll see the latest in equipment, find the latest innovations in golf, and get tips from a PGA professional. That's JDelsingGolf.com. I want to welcome Redbird Heating and Cooling to the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. You can reach them at 314-320-9507 or on the website redbirdhvac.com. CEOs Jed Dickinson and Jerry Pearson run the area's most responsive and dedicated heating and cooling company that's been conscientiously supporting the St. Louis area for the last decade. Just last month, when my air conditioner stopped working, Jed and his team were at my home at 7 a.m. to replace one unit and then repair the other. Your money, like it's our money, was Jed's statement to me, and the repairs for Unit 2 was less than $200. If you want to work with a family-owned business that you can trust, then call 314-320-9507 or visit them at redbirdhvac.com. That's redbirdhvac.com. Get ready to watch the legends of golf up close when they compete at historic Norwood Hills Country Club right here in St. Louis. The Ascension Charity Classic will be back again with some of golf's biggest names. Steve Stricker, Padraig Harrington, John Daly, David Duvall, Bernard Longer, Ernie Els, and more will return September 3rd through the 8th at Norwood Hills. All tournament proceeds go to area charities serving North St. Louis County youth and families. Sponsorship opportunities, pro-am foursomes, and more information available for you at ascensioncharityclassic.com. Hello, friends. This is Jim Nance, and you are listening to Golf with my friend, Jay Delson.
Golf with Jay Delsing rolls on on a Sunday morning here on 101 ESPN. Fascinating visit there with Seth Waugh, the CEO of the PGA of America. We're going to get to your emails in our final segment, jay at jdelsinggolf.com. That's Jay Delsing. I'm Dan McLaughlin. We turn things over to Jay. It's the UHY Prep Profile Series. And thanks, Danny. I am sitting down with current senior at The Ohio State University, Max Moldovan. Max, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Jay. Holy cow, man. I, I'm looking over your, your resume, and you have played a lot of good golf for a long, long time, Max. I mean, folks, just sit down and listen to this. Two-time state high school champion. You played in the 2015 Drive Chip and Putt Championship at 13 years of age down at Augusta National, which we got to talk about that later. You went on to be the 2019 AJGX Rolex Player of the Year. You were a Rolex Junior All-American. You were a three-time champion on the AJGA Series, five U.S. amateurs along the way, and then a scholarship to Ohio State where, man, you've been setting records at Ohio State since you got there with your scoring records almost every year. An academic All-American, which I know your parents and your mom probably especially is really proud of. Just a lot of really great stuff, Max. Talk a little bit about how you got interested in the game. Yeah, so um, I got pretty exposed to the game uh, when I was real young. My parents uh, both play a lot of golf. Um, My dad played in college at Kent State, and he's a golf instructor now. Um, And then my mom picked up the game around the time she met my dad, and she plays pretty well herself. So, um I've been around the game since I was really young and kind of fell in love with it at a young age and um, played a lot of a lot of junior uh, U.S. kids events when I was seven, eight, nine years old and um, was able to have some early success in those uh, small nine hole events and um, kind of fell in love with the feeling of winning golf tournaments and making pars and an occasional birdie here and there early on. And, and yeah, it's just been, it's been an awesome journey since. Now, Max, you're an Ohio guy. and I'm, I grew up in, in Missouri, there's a really famous golfer, Jack Nicholas from Ohio. And he talked about playing other sports and and when the weather cools down as a little guy, did you do much of that? Um, I did a little bit. I played basically all the sports when I was around nine, 10, 11 years old. And then um, once I got to middle school and high school, it was just basketball and golf. And then uh, my freshman year of high school, I broke my wrist playing basketball. So I called it quits on on travel basketball with the high school team. And, and I ended up just playing a church league with my friends. But I still, to this day, whenever I get the chance to play pickup basketball or pickup football, I love still doing that. But, but yeah, I pretty much was solely golf starting my sophomore year of high school. That's pretty cool. And I forgot to mention that you're a UHY ambassador, which is really super cool. And I want to talk a little later on about the NIL and, and that sort of stuff in the from the NCAA. But Max, when you, when you, when I look at your record and these, these accomplishments, I mean, it's, it's pretty damn incredible. You're a two-time All-American, a ping All-American at Ohio State. How did you choose Ohio State? And was Ohio State always kind of a dream uh, school for you uh, growing up there? Um, honestly, it wasn't necessarily a dream school. I had a lot of friends and family who are obviously big Buckeye fans. Basically, every, everybody in Ohio is. Yeah, right. Um, and, and I was just very exposed to, you know, Ohio State culture and fanship from a young age. But I, I, I explored my options um, when it came that time to decide where I was going to go. I, 
Um, took a few visits to a few schools out west and one or two down in the southeast and uh, just really felt comfortable uh, close to home at Ohio State. I, the the bad weather didn't really worry me because um, I was used to growing up with three or four months of not really time completely completely away from the game, but time kind of uh, practicing indoor and a little less playing golf. So I was kind of used to that and I uh, just felt really comfortable. I'm an only child, so uh, to stay close to home was pretty important to me. That's super cool. Hey, Max, what are the facilities? What are the indoor facilities like at Ohio State? They're incredible. We have, in my opinion, outside of grass conditions, um, when the weather's bad, we don't have really any disadvantage being up here in the north. We have a pretty awesome indoor wedge and chipping facility. You can hit shots, basically anything you can think of up to about 50 yards and uh, multiple putting greens. And we just got a simulator uh, about this time last year. And we've also got indoor outdoor hitting bays. So you can still see the ball fly um, when the weather gets bad. So we've got, we're very fortunate and blessed to have a pretty awesome setup. That's really cool. A good buddy of mine, Mike Small, um, is a coach at University of Illinois and Champaign-Urbana. And they've kind of done the same thing, uh, Max, where they've attract, been able to attract top talent even though it's kind of a northern school, and it's because yep. these facilities are really cool. Yeah, it's. I haven't been to Illinois' facility, but I've heard that they got a pretty good one, too. Yeah, they really did. So, Max, talk about – so five U.S. amateurs, man. That's just a hell of an accomplishment alone just making those amateurs. And then two U.S. Opens, which is really, really difficult. But I want to talk to you – have you talk a little bit about L.A. Country Club and the, this most recent U.S. Open in 2023. What was that experience like? Because you made the cut as well. Yeah, it was a roller coaster of a few weeks, honestly. I, I played the, the sectional qualifier at Springfield, Ohio and ended up playing an extra eight holes in a playoff. And that's after with, 36 the whole day. So just so folks know, correct. that's a lot of golf, no matter how old you yeah, are. Yeah, so I played 44 holes that day and ended up actually being first alternate at the end of the day. So I had kind of a week. I ended up going to the Palmer Cup and was able to play over there to kind of keep my mind off of whether I was going to get in the field or not. And then uh, got to L.A. Country Club and, um, got in the field uh, the Sunday prior to the event. So that was roller coaster in itself. And then once the week got going, I honestly felt like I was playing without much pressure on me. I had all my friends and family there, and I felt really blessed to even get the chance to be in the field and get to play. Um, and then, yeah, I was fortunate to have a really good first and second round. I played in the morning on the second day, so I didn't have that Friday afternoon pressure to make the cut, but I still felt it a little bit um, my last few holes. and. I had a two putt from about 35 feet on number nine, which was my last hole the second day to what I thought was going to be make the cut. And it ended up being, I made about a four footer for par to make the cut. So yeah, it was my first time getting to play a weekend on the PGA tour. And um, I learned a ton from it. And overall, that was just one of the best weeks I've had playing golf. Well, you're going to get a lot more opportunities. I have a feeling coming up very soon. But what did you think of that golf course? Had you ever seen anything like that? Um, it was cool. A lot of the, a lot of the tour guys gave it a little bit of a bad rep, but I, I thought that it was really fair. It was, it was definitely super hard, but I thought it was really fair, and I thought they did a great job making some cool holes. You know, they had that drivable par four, number six, and yep. then they had that that really short par three on Saturday, I think it played like 81 yards or something. Right. And, and it's, I mean, it's different than what you expected at U S open, but 
I thought it still did the job that they wanted it to, given a good test of golf, but also being fair. Have you ever had a, a harder shot than that 82-yard shot where that flagstick was? on? I think that's 15, if I'm not mistaken. That was a pretty nerve-wracking <laughs> half-wedge half shot. Half-wedge. Um, yeah, I ended up getting on the green to about 20 feet, which I was very happy with, happy with at the time. Before we start talking about a little bit about PGA Tour University, because it's such a new, cool concept, I want to get your thoughts on, you have this relationship with UHY. Talk a little bit about that, and, and do you have other opportunities with this new NIL program that the NCAA has um, engaged in? Because I'm 100 years old, but back in the day, we we didn't have things like that, and I think it's about time and really neat. NIL's been been a really cool uh, opportunity for myself and a lot of college athletes. Honestly, golf's not at the top of the list when it comes to sports that, you know, participate in NIL a whole lot, but um, I've been fortunate enough to have a few partnerships with a few different companies, and um, it's been great to kind of provide financial support of, you know, college golf, we get everything paid for by the university, but in the amateur summers and you know, if I qualify for the U.S. Open and things like that, the costs add up and it's nice to have a little bit of support to kind of help me pay for those costs in the summer and then um, a little bit of support to, to start my pro career. And UHY, it's been cool to have a partnership with them. Um, I know they're really big supporters of the AJGA and um, without the AJGA, I probably wouldn't be at Ohio State at all. It's a cool partnership, and I'm very glad that we were able to, to do it. Yeah, and I know they're glad to have you on the team, and UHY has been supporting junior golf and just the game of golf for so long. It's uh, Man, it's really nice to have them on our team. Max, talk a little bit about PGA Tour University. Currently, you're sitting seventh in the rankings, and I'm not sure most folks even know what PGA Tour University is. Yeah, PGA Tour University, it's a incredible program that the PGA Tour started for graduating seniors of every college class. So basically, the number one player after the end of college season, the number one senior gets a PGA Tour card, and then seniors ranked two through five get a full status Corn Ferry card, and then six through 10 get a conditional status Corn Ferry card, and then I think 11 through 25 play uh, PGA Tour Canada. I, I think it's incredible. I'm, I couldn't be happier with what the PGA Tour has done. I think it's great for the best college players to have a place to start their pro career because in the past, basically been, you know, hope for a sponsor exemption in the summer. And if you don't get it, then you just kind of play Q school in the fall. So to have something to kind of jumpstart pro career is really cool. And yeah, like you said, I'm number seven, I think right now to end the fall. And definitely the goal for me is to get inside that top five and be able to play all the Corn Ferry Tour next summer. It's been a great offseason so far preparing for that, and um, I'm excited to tee it up in the spring and, and make a run. Yeah, no, absolutely. And just so for the folks that are listening, Ludwig Adberg was the number one ranked amateur on this list last year and look what he's done. Holy smokes. Did you get any chance to play with him at all? Um, I have not, but one of my teammates um, is also from Sweden and knows Ludwig pretty well. Um, and he speaks nothing but great things about uh, Ludwig's character and his game. I actually never played with Ludwig, but I walked past him on the range last spring and he hit one of the purest looking iron shots I've ever seen. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's been cool to follow him. I, I root for him hard because 
the better he plays, the more benefits there are for future college players. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's interesting what you just said, Max. There's something about for us that played and have been play a lot of golf when even if it's not us when someone hits one of those shots it, it almost like snaps your head around doesn't it it's like you hear it you see it and go wow yeah that's exactly what what happened and honestly playing a couple of u.s opens i got to play a practice round with scotty scheffler um last year and he hit a couple of those shots and short game shots where you're just like wow i haven't seen anything like that yet so, yeah, it's pretty cool to, to be exposed to that stuff. So, Max, thanks so much for joining us. The UHY Prep Profile Series is a really cool thing that we do on the show. How can people follow you, get in touch with you? Because we want to we want to create a nice little fan base for you as you get ready to turn pro. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is MaxwellMoldovan22. And I'm also on Twitter at MoldovanMaxwell. And yeah, our Ohio State men's golf website, I'm sure it's got uh, some of that info on it too. But yeah, thanks for having me and appreciate everybody listening and um, God bless. Guys, thanks. That's been the UHY Prep Profile Series. This is Golf with Jay Delsing coming to you from the Car Shield Studios, and we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. Up next, we'll get to your emails as we wind down the show here on 101 ESPN. Are you driving an out-of-warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800-465-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. This is Adam Betts from Family Golf and Learning Center located in Kirkwood. Our motto is play your best golf. We have the best instruction for every skill level. Two female instructors along with our eight PGA instructors. We're there for the kids and the adults who are starting to play and trying to refine their game. Family Golf and Learning Center features a double-decker driving range, grass tees, and a short game area, along with indoor simulators and a performance center. That's not all. Don't forget about our back nine, Bar and Grill. Find out how we can help you and your family. Head to FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. It's Family Golf and Learning Center, where we make St. Louis better at golf. 
Redbird Heating and Cooling sponsors the Veterans Vocational Apprenticeship Program. Jed, the CEO and former Marine, will teach, mentor, and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours to help you get fully licensed while you work and get paid by the company. What a great way to launch your career as a fully licensed HVAC specialist. Visit RedbirdHVAC.com. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking, and their best ingredient, it's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Mano's, from greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family. Paul Mano's is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Mano's located in Chesterfield. Hey St. Louis, Eddie McVeigh here from Maggie O'Brien's. When you head downtown for a concert or cards or blues game, and now for the St. Louis City soccer game, please come see us at Maggie O'Brien's before and after your event. Take our shuttle to and from or stay in-house and watch your favorite team on our multiple high-def TVs. We look forward to seeing you soon at one of our two locations in Sunset Hills on South Lindbergh or downtown at the corner of Market and 20th Street. Union Station is next to us. Christmas is a time to make memories with the ones we love. Memories of sharing our favorite holiday traditions. Memories of spending time with family. But some kids won't have the memories of opening gifts around the tree. This Christmas, you can make a difference in the lives of Cardinal Glennon kids who won't be home for the holidays. Give your gift today at Tree of Hope. and give hope to a child this Christmas. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, any maker model, then you need to visit the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. They are the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. My daughter and I both drive vehicles supplied by Colin and the Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood. And the reason we have them is because we know we can trust them. They made the car buying experience painless and very easy. Their customer service is second to none. They provided my daughter with a loaner car when her Passat needed repairs. Every single step of the car buying experience was taken care of for us. You can reach Colin at 314-966-0303 and he will answer all of your questions and put your mind at ease. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood has new or pre-owned vehicles to be purchased or leased, whichever you prefer. Once you visit the Dean Team Volkswagen on Manchester and Kirkwood, you'll become a customer for life because they'll treat you like family. The Dean Team Volkswagen of Kirkwood, the official vehicle provider of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. We do this every Sunday morning between 8 and 10 here on 101. We're coming to you from the Car Shield Studios, and we're brought to you by Darty Business Solutions. A lot of great feedback coming in with our interview with Seth Waugh, who is the CEO of the PGA of America. And if you'd like to get to us, jay at jdelsinggolf.com. That is jay at jdelsinggolf.com. And we'll get to some of those emails a little bit later in the show. Also, in our first segment, we talked about the return of Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods 
even par 72 for the four days of the Hero World Challenge, which was won by Scotty Scheffler, who finished at 20 under. Impressive for Tiger Woods. He'll turn 48 on December 30th. He had 15 bogeys, but he did mix in 19 birdies. I've, I think I've come a long way uh, from being a little bit rusty to uh, playing four days and knock off a lot of rust, which was great. And uh, just the, the physicality of actually playing and competing again. I haven't done this in a while, so it was nice to get out there with the guys and uh, uh, have some fun and, and compete, and I just wish I would have uh, played a little bit cleaner, but um, there's always next time. After going through 72 holes, how realistic is it for you to play, as you mentioned earlier this week, once a month in 2024? Well, I think that if you ask me right now, I'm a little bit sore. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, once a month seems reasonable and it gives me a couple of weeks to recover and a week to tune up. Yeah, I, maybe I can get into the rhythm or something like that. Um, you know, that's what the, the plan was, you know, going into next year. And um, I don't see why that, that wouldn't change. Man, is it fun to have Tiger Woods back in the fold when you talk about the news and notes around the PGA Tour and what he means to the tour. Also wanted to mix this in before we head to a break. Nominees for the Jack Nicholas Player of the Year Award. Those came out. Wyndham Clark, Victor Hovland, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler. So that's for the Jack Nicholas Player of the Year Award. We'll get into that next week. And there's also nominees for the Arnold Palmer Award, which is the Rookie of the Year on the PGA Tour. The finalists there, Ludwig Abberg, Eric Cole, Nico Echevarria, and Vincent Norman. And we'll break that down uh, next week on Golf with Jay Delsing. Mention that you can email us j at jdelsinggolf.com that's j at jdelsinggolf.com we have a little wrinkle in this is that if you email us you'll be put into a drawing to have a twosome come play with uh, jay and i in the spring when the weather gets a little bit better we'll take you and a guest out and we'll enjoy a round of golf lunch included and have a, a nice time with you for thanking you for listening to golf with jay delsing here on 101 espn coming up our final segment, emails, and much more to come. This is Golf with Jay Delson. Okay, so you know Marcone is the largest distributor of GE parts in North America. Check. You know about their support for backstoppers, first responders, and our men and women in the military. Check that also. Well, here's their latest community venture. It's called Rees Across America. This year, Marcone will place 1,000 Christmas wreaths on the grave sites of our fallen military heroes, in 10 different cemeteries around the country. From Dallas to Delaware, Western New York to Houston, New Jersey to right here at Jefferson Barracks. Each of these locations and more will have wreaths delivered and respectfully placed on a gravesite. Remember the fallen, honor those who serve, and teach the next generation the value of freedom. That's the mission of the Reese Across America program. So join the Golf with Jay Delsing show and Marcone and sponsor a wreath volunteer or partner with us to support our military. Saturday, December 16th is National Reese Across America Day. So get involved. That's Marcone and Reese Across America. For the best in Italian cuisine in St. Louis, look no further than Paul Mano's, located in Chesterfield. It's traditional Italian cooking and their best ingredient, 
It's their tradition. It's cooking like Paul's grandmother used to make and like his mother still prepares today. There are no corners cut at Paul Manos. From greeting you at the door to the pasta you'll share with your family, Paul Manos is committed to bringing you their very best anytime you share a meal at their place. It's Paul Manos located in Chesterfield. Redbird Heating and Cooling sponsors the Veterans Vocational Apprenticeship Program. Jed, the CEO and former Marine, will teach, mentor, and sign off on educational and mechanical work hours to help you get fully licensed while you work and get paid by the company. What a great way to launch your career as a fully licensed HVAC specialist. Visit RedbirdHVAC.com. That's Redbird Heating and Cooling. Family Golf and Learning Center, no matter your age or skill level, Family Golf and Learning Center, located in Kirkwood, has something for you. They've got it all. PGA and LPGA instruction, double-decker driving range, par-3 golf course, trackman simulators, a large short-game green design to help you with all your shots around the green, bunkers, rough, and Zoysia fairway pitching. And now open the Tahoma Bermuda Grass Tees, the best turf to hit from in St. Louis. It's all at Family Golf and Learning Center. To schedule a lesson or to find out more, visit FamilyGolfOnline.com. That's FamilyGolfOnline.com. Family Golf and Learning Center. We make St. Louis better at golf. Are you driving an out-of-warranty car? It's only a matter of time before your out-of-warranty vehicle is in the shop costing you thousands of dollars. Auto repair costs are up nearly 20% from last year, which is four times the rate of inflation. If an unexpected breakdown happened today, would you be ready for that? Well, now you can be with a plan through CarShield. Even if your car is just over three years old, it's still prone to expensive costs. Your car is more than just getting you from point A to point B. Traveling by car is a way of life. From picking up your kids to going to a new restaurant, cars are a daily essential. When you enroll in a car protection plan through CarShield, you can look forward to the following. The price will never go up no matter how many claims you file or no matter how high the mileage on your car increases. CarShield offers protection plans that start as low as $100 per month. That's $100 per month. They have repair coverage for up to 5,000 different parts of your vehicle. Plus, when your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road, you get 24-7 coast-to-coast roadside assistance. You also get complimentary towing and rental car options. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they can have yours too. Call CarShield today at 800-465-6550 or visit carshield.com. It's CarShield, proud sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing Show. Heading down the stretch of Golf with Jay Delsing on a Sunday morning here on 101 ESPN. Coming to you from the Car Shield Studios, we're presented by Darty Business Solutions. 
Lots to get into when you talk about the UHY Prep Profile Series. That was fun. I always love, Jay, listening to the young kids that are the the stars of tomorrow. I mean, this guy is obviously, he's coming, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Danny, he's seventh right now at PGA Tour University. So what that does is if he finishes number one like Ludwig Edberg did, he gets a full year exemption under the PGA Tour. I mean, that is a massive deal. Guys that finish um, from two to five get a full full status on the corn ferry and then uh seven to ten get conditional status on the corn ferry and get straight into pga tour canada so uh, max is going to get something i don't know what but he's got a great he had a great fall and so now if he can continue to play well he's got a chance to move up i mean seven to, to number one is a long way to go but it can happen. Knock off a couple of tournaments, yeah, and there you are. Absolutely. Yep. Seth Waugh, man, what a great interview that was. We got uh, into the weeds, as you always like to say, on a lot of different subjects, and he was gracious with his time. Um, and we and we hope the listeners enjoyed it, too. It's a, it's a very good get to get the CEO of the PGA of America. The thing that stood out for me, though, is the, the fact that he is concerned about those that are working in the pro shops at your local golf club and, and saying, hey, I want to know what's going on with them as much as I'm trying to figure out what's happening with the pro game as well. Yeah, no doubt. And, I mean, here's a guy, Danny. He has been in every meeting. Yeah. Every meeting. And, oh, man, if we just knew some of the stuff that he knew. But I thought he was so forth, forthcoming and so upfront, and I thought he was just so I, I love the fact, hey, you can, I mean, how? where do we start? The building that they create down in Frisco, Texas, is now turned into this, Almost Massive like a campus. Tour, yeah, like a tourist attraction on the campus because it's so high tech and so super cool and the golf courses there are Have you been there? I have not, but I've there's a virtual tour that you can take. And I also had someone uh, go down there that was looking to try to get a job with the PGA of America. So we we talked through a bunch of stuff. I, I feel like I have, but I need to see that. I, I, I can't wait to see it. Let's go to uh, some emails. Jay at jdelsinggolf.com. Jay at jdelsinggolf.com. And by the way, if you email us, uh, we're going to pick a lucky winner. If you want to consider yourself lucky, that yeah, right. uh, we, we depends on where you look at it. We'll, we'll take you and a guest, and we'll go play golf in the spring. And that's something that we're doing because you took the time to email us at j at com. So looking forward to that. Yeah. And this is uh, from DePair, Julie. Different places around town to hit golf balls. It's cold outside. I'm trying to get better at playing the game. I just took it up two years ago. Where do I go? Well, Family Golf and Learning Center. They support the show. Adam and his what do you call what he's built down there, Danny? It is the it is the premier practice facility. I'm gonna say in the entire Midwest. Yeah, it is, Julie. It is fantastic, and and we push and pump that a lot because it's fantastic. But there's a lot of other great places too. You could go to Pro Am Golf. They've got some simulators over there. Tom DeGrand has been helping people with their hooks and their slices for 45 years, Julie. He's an awesome human being. You also have Elevate Golf out at Lake St. Louis. Now, you're in De Pere. You're probably not going to drive out to Lake St. Louis. But what um, 
Kyle has done out at Elevate Golf is super cool. He's got seven, eight bays. He's got Trackman uh, 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 simulators. He's got all sorts of tech and an entire team to help break down your game and help you get better. We're going to do some investigating with with Kyle and Elevate Golf um, uh, later on um, next year and, and, and talk about them because they're quite a ways out at Lake St. Louis, but it's worth the drive. It's pretty cool. And then, Danny, there's Golf Tech. Yeah, and our and our our, uh, our buddy Mike Cummings is down at the uh, Chesterfield uh, shop, and Terry Grosh is down at the one in Clayton, and and guys, get in there. These guys have tens of y- ten decades of years of experience in teaching, and their simulators. All the tech is in there. It'll measure your stuff. You'll feel like a tour player, and you can get better at your game. There are places. There's a lot of places to play in practice. I love this question. Mike in South City. Guys, heard you talking to Seth Waugh about the potential rollback in the ball. As an amateur, what is the best ball to play? Right. That's a great question, Mike. And it's it's loaded and it's a little too ambiguous because we don't know what your speed is. But you've got to match what you really want to do is match the sort of speed that you have with the golf ball. And so that one company, Bridgestone Danny, has a really good, really cool gauge on if you swing between the X amount of mile per hour and this mile per hour, play this ball. So do a little investigating, Mike, and look into that and then match up the ball that fits your speed. And there'll be multiple options. So like they'll say, oh, it'll tell me I can play the Velocity from Titleist or the Chrome Saw from Callaway. Try both of them. Just buy a sleeve. You don't have to buy an entire dozen. Buy a sleeve and go hit them. And I trust me, they'll feel different and they'll sound different. So is it based on your swing speed on what you should use? It is. Okay. And, a, and a lot has to do, Danny, with what are the strengths of your game. If your strength of your game is short game and around the green, you're going to want a softer feeling ball. If you are a bomber off the tee you don't necessarily want that softball some guys might still want that softball but you know uh, if you're not as long off the tee you might want to take a ball that goes a little you know it's got a little more jump in it sure. and, and they can do that it it all depends on your speed and 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 the bottom line is the the number one question danny you hear this all the time as well how do i hit it further guys you're not going to hit it further unless you increase your speed now can you get a better shaft that might let's say you're you're aging a little bit like some of us are in this room mm-hmm. like me and we we go and get off of a I had a super super stiff shaft in my driver and went to one that was a little softer I hit it a little further now we're not talking about 30 yards we're talking about maybe 5 but I'll take 5 sure yeah. It's, every little bit counts yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah, every little bit counts. And you got to match that that shaft up to the amount of speed that you have as well because that shaft uh, combination will fit in beautifully with the right ball. Wildwood and Steven, guys, love the show. Jay, have heard you talk about getting better putting in the offseason. Where do you stand on a cross-hand grip? I'm, I'm fine with a cross-hand grip. In fact, you know, um, we're working on getting Jim Furyk on the show, and he grew up, his dad was a, a – a PGA of America member and a golf professional. And he taught Jim to start cross-handed because he felt like when you stand up over a putt, you're, you naturally hold your, so this is for right-handed golfers. Now you naturally hold your front or left shoulder lower than your right. 
And so it just naturally fits on the club a little bit lower. And 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 a lot of kids are starting cross-handed because it feels more natural. So cross-handed is a term be, for whatever reason, when the Scots created the game and everything, they put for right-handed golfers, they put the right hand lower on the on the putter than their left hand, and that was considered conventional. And they turn when you swap it around, they call that cross-hand, but it really it, it, it should just be left hand low. You have a great putting stroke. You're a great putter. You were known as a very good short game player. Did you ever, though, if you got into a slump, did you ever tinker with it? Or oh, when you were messing yeah. around, you just you just tried it to see what it was like? Danny, if I, when I wasn't making putts, I would have putted with a hockey stick. Sure. What, what, you know, uh, on my head, if it would have helped me make more putts. You just get to that desperate point where you're like, anything to get the thing to go in you know it just you get to those points where you feel like you're putting a beach ball into a thimble like it's going to come really close but it's never going to go in so I messed with that a little bit I messed with a, a long putter I I practiced all the time with a belly putter then I brought the belly putter the belly putter was so now a belly putter for me I'm six foot five a belly putter for me was still a really long putter absolutely like I remember Willie Wood playing with Willie Wood and he reached in my bag and took out took out my putter and it it was a broomstick for him. <laughs> he put it right under his chin. And he, I'm like, he goes, don't tell me this is a belly for you, Delsing. And I'm like, this is a belly for me. And he's like, damn. You know? Oh, that's so great. Willie's like five, six. But, um, yeah, I, I, I tried anything. And I what I wound up doing, Danny, was I practiced with the belly so much that I'm like, I'm using it. And I so I used it, and then they... Then they made it illegal. Do you see a lot of people because of the yips? I hate even saying the yeah. word yips, but yeah. because of that, yeah. did they go to the, you know, what we're talking about left, here, the cross-hand left, left grip? Left-hand low, they, yeah. the pencil or the saw or the, you know, so that's where your low hand, and for us right-handed golfers, that'll be our right hand, goes on like 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 you're holding a pencil. I mean, if you got a jumpy hand, Danny, you're trying to just barely have the touch the shaft or the grip of that club with that hand if it, if it likes to jump at impact. Absolutely. That's a scary feeling. I bet it is. St. Charles, Amy, what did you do and what should I do to get better in the winter? Just a simple question. Oh, Amy, move. Get off the couch and move. Stretch, stay flexible, and then go to Family Golf and Learning Centers. Go to Golf Tech. Go to one of these places indoor, Amy, once a week, twice a week. Get a, Set up a practice session. Maybe get a lesson once a month and just keep swinging because when the, you, you, Amy, you will be so happy when spring comes around and it's not the first swing you've taken in six months. You'll think about that. You'll feel so good. Do you find a lot of people, and we're getting close to wrapping this up, do you find a lot of people get club fitted in the winter so that the clubs arrive on time in spring? Do it's you, not a bad idea. Now that we've gotten past the pandemic and all the crap with supply chain, and sure. all, we're back to normal, D. I, I think it's a great idea because this is a great idea. We're working on stuff right now with your daughter, Avery, and we're down at Golf Tech uh, every once in a while. And we are, this is a great time to try to implement some sort of little subtle changes. We're working on with Avery and keep getting, keeping her head more level and her spine angle more intact as she comes down to the ball. She's extremely powerful and like a lot of powerful golfers has some head dipping in, in, in her downswing. And, but for, for, I think Amy, this is a phenomenal time. Even, you know, Julie was mentioned, this is a phenomenal time to, to, 
work on some some components of your game. You're in a simulator. It's great. It's not as good as being outside, though, and it's a great time to, to, to work on your stuff. You can see it on video. The machine will give you some input, and so will a, a, a PGA of America guy. So it's a great time to, to make those little changes. Speaking of PGA of America, our thanks to the CEO, Seth Waugh, for being our guest. Also, our UHY Prep Profile Series. Thanks for all the emails as well. We will carry those over to other shows, so we'll have more emails, obviously, next week, but we're out of time, and Jay, this has been a fun show as always. Love it, Danny. Thanks for being with you. Love you. And I can't wait to do it next year. Feel the same way. How do we uh, hit the uh, hit the, <laughs> hit the end here? What do we do? Let's go. <laughs> hit him straight, St. Louis. Darty Business Solutions has been enhancing the business of our customers for the last 37 years. How do we do it? Through our expertise in technology, better use of data and analytics, artificial intelligence, and machine learning. We roll up our sleeves and collaborate. We build applications and effectively communicate with our partner clients to bring their goals and objectives to the finish line. Our award-winning Access Point program is a community game changer. With nearly 100 students in the program, mostly young African-American females are making between $55,000 and $60,000 per year right out of high school. That's right, fifty-five dollars to $60,000 a year right after high school graduation. That's when they begin their training. CEO Ron Darty believes the talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. So here's Access Point, providing more and more opportunity for those in and around our community. It's Darty Business Solutions. Get ready to watch the legends of golf up close when they compete at historic Norwood Hills Country Club right here in St. Louis. The Ascension Charity Classic will be back again with some of golf's greatest names. Steve Stricker, Padraig Harrington, John Daly, David Duvall, Bernard Longer, Justin Leonard, David Toms, and more will compete returning September 3rd through the 8th. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com for information. Delsing here, and my show Golf with Jay Delsing, presented by Darty Business Solutions, can be heard every Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on 101 ESPN. It's the biggest names in golf. Tips for your game, your local golf scene, the LPGA, and much more. You can reach me at jdelsinggolf.com to enter to win a free dozen TP5 golf balls we give away each week. It's Golf with Jay Delsing every Sunday morning from 8 to 10. WXOS HD1 East St. Louis 101 ESPN is driven by Auto Centers Nissan, home of the lifetime warranty and 30-day return. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.